Greetings, 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 people of Earth. Welcome to a, another episode of Unavoidable Shit. Today we talk about the unavoidable shit with toxic positivity. <laughs> Allowing ourselves to, to dive into some of these trend subje- subjects, I think. I call them trend subjects because I think that everybody's talking about it, but how much of us are actually committing to um, deconstructing it and looking at it and understanding it in a better way. So we bring it to this conversation because we love to sort of pick things apart and look at them with a little closer scope. Um, I have my lovely host, Yolanda. She is still traveling the world. (laughs) (laughs) You're still in Barcelona, right? I am still in Barcelona, yes. Yeah. I'll be here for the next month or so. Yeah. Well. I'll be in and out of Europe, but this will be my home base for it. Look at us living our, living our best lives. Right. And I am at the beautiful Harold Washington Chicago Library <laughs> because there is a massive heat wave that is hitting Chicago. And by heat wave, wow. I know this probably sounds crazy to you, Elonda, because you're from Phoenix. Um, but by heat wave, I mean like it's 93 degrees. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. It was 98 degrees. The other night I woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, it is for real. Like 98 degrees at three o'clock in the morning. This is crazy. Yeah. Ooh. So I should go online and see how hot it is in Phoenix. Because if it's 93 where you're at, oof. Right. 20 in Phoenix. Right. So anyways, that is probably my, my toxic trait for today is that I am <laughs> trying to adjust to the, the heat and be like, why is it so hot? So funny, when I first moved to Chicago, I was like the cold. Now I'm like the heat. No. Right. But anyways, so toxic positivity. Um, I think we are probably all on this beautiful earth have experienced some form of toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've just recently found out, it comes in multiple forms. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because like everything in this life, it's layered. <laughs> so why wouldn't it come in multiple forms? Well, I was telling Elanda before we got on or before we started recording was the, um, I realized that some things that we have called something else or named different names like spiritual bypassing is another form of toxic positivity. Um, And for those who don't know what toxic positivity is, it is implementing just the positive mindset only. So when we think about our emotional bodies, there are multiple emotional bodies. There's anger, there's fear, there's, so when we decide to only put it in like the one first gear, which is positivity, we're going to put positivity as the first gear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we only stay in that gear. It's just like when you're driving a stick shift, like if you never change out of the gear, you can potentially you will potentially fuck up the vehicle 
So the same thing with us, when we put it into that one positive gear, and we only operate out of that gear, we are potentially, we are fucking up the rest of the ecosystem that is our body, or that is our emotional body. Mm -hmm. Um, So allowing ourselves to be able to experience all emotions on the spectrum and be comfortable processing and feeling those emotions is one of the things that we here at unavoidable shit like to assess and talk about and play with Mm -hmm. um where toxic positivity only wants you to think of everything as positive um you probably hear people who are all and not saying that everybody who says this has this in the mindset but good vibes only that term good vibes only here meaning that like that is the only thing that is um available for this space um which is which is really and i think when you hear it you think oh that actually sounds good like i don't have to go into this place where there's going to be blah 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 blah. but then you have to really deconstruct that notion if only thing that we're going to celebrate or be a part of is good vibes and if somebody has a triggering and or emotional response to something and we try to implement, hey, hey, good vibes only, like yeah. it's not that type of space. We have now removed space for somebody to heal and process something for mm-hmm. our own comfort of positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really wanted to dis- dissect this. So the subject matter of toxic positivity it is okay to be positive it's okay to be optimistic it's okay to think that something better is coming along because Mm -hmm. on the journey oftentimes we have to understand that just this moment right now is not going to be even remotely comparable to the next moment Uh, (laughs) especially emotionally because for me um one moment can feel heavy and low and sad and the next moment could be complete bliss Mm -hmm. um the other day I was riding home on the bus and I was emotional to the point where I probably dropped a few tears because Mm -hmm. I was just out experiencing the world and seeing like all of this shit because I'm not a I'm definitely not a good vibes only I want to see what is out there for us to experience so when Mm -hmm. I do that a lot of times I have this this disappointment and upset and sadness that comes in because I realize that the, the world as we know it is fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also in that notion, that same notion of being like, the world as we know it is fucked. It's like, but the world as we know it has, is better than it's ever been, you know, in the same, yeah. in the same notion. So I have, I'm able and this is what we mean, you have to be able to process the emotions to see where they're sort of falling within you. Like, yes, I'm able to look and be like, man, this is really fucked up and da, 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 da. But understanding like what the possibility of change could possibly be. And also at the same time, understanding that there could also be no change at all. And that I have to find some sort of acceptance and bliss within that. Yeah. Um, so there's no space for the idea of just like, I'm always going to be deeply rooted 
in the positive, it's just not doable. Right. Well, I think the re- one of the big reasons that that is not doable is because we repress other emotions, right? Yeah. And when someone comes and you're going through some type of hardship and they tell you something like, you know, everything happens for a reason, just affirm it, you know. And Manifest universe, positivity. You know, like, it's like that's, Thank you, but that's not what I need right now. What I need you to do is just support me. Yeah. I'm going through a hard time. And if you can't sit with me right now with, you know, where I'm at emotionally, then just like let me do it by myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, and say that one of the one of the things that I was um reading in the in the prepare like the preparation for this episode. Um it is the validating terms, also the idea that the words that we say have so much weight. And we think by just yeah. saying, just be positive, that everything is going to work out and it's going to be all hunky dory. Right. But what you've actually done is made somebody suppress something. Yes. So the weight of the, the conscious words that you are choosing to say mm-hmm. play a big part in this idea of, um, I keep wanting to say emotional damage. <laughs> it plays a big yes. part in that because you could cause deep emotional damage by poorly yeah. choosing words to say to people. So right. understanding, uh, it's like what we were talking about in the warm up for this was understanding empathy and like yeah. what that actually means to place yourself in somebody else's shoes and say, I'm here with you, not walk, not, you know, like place yourself in their shoes and say, I'm here with you. What do you need? What can I do to help you process? Yeah. You know, so actually learning the words and not, and not being afraid to do that. Like we call ourselves friends. We call ourselves lovers. We call ourselves spouse. We call ourselves all of these big things that require us to be able to step into that position at all times. If you're not willing to do that, are you really ready to be somebody's friend? Yeah. Are you really ready to be somebody's partner? Yeah. If you can't take the notion of being like, I need to be able to empathize when shit goes fucked up in your life. Instead of just being like, well, normally I just say, just think positive and just do this and just move past it. And it'll be all right. Like everything's going to be all right. Everything won't be all right. If somebody else is being burdened by it. Yeah, no, it's not going to be all right. And it's sitting with that uncomfortableness of whatever it is that you're going through. Um, Right. As a friend to support, Mm -hmm. or even as you, because of course, those of us who are, who our goal is to grow and to evolve as human beings. It's like we have to experience the spectrum of the human emotions, right? And it's, and it's ranges because it, anger or sadness or any of these emotions that are negative, even though I want to say something I wish it was a different word because negative is so negative, right? Uh, because the emotion themselves 
don't have like a quality of negative and positive is the reaction that we have to that, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're experiencing anger and you, you slap somebody across the face or you punch somebody, <laughs> this reaction to your anger, that's negative because now you've, right, you've hurt somebody else. Um, but yeah. anger in itself has no positive or negative quality. It is just like water, like fire, right? It is mm-hmm. what it is. It's an aspect of our human experience. It is something that helps us grow. Uh, but sitting with it could be incredibly uncomfortable. And so when someone comes to you and they bring this positivity, right? And we say it's toxic because more often than not, the person who is bringing that positivity to you while you're uncomfortable, it comes off as ingenuine, right? Because, and you know that in your body because somebody could come to you and you're just like, "Mm, something is not right here. Like you are not being sincere about what it is that you're telling me, right? Because obviously my emotional state is making you uncomfortable. Therefore, your remedy is let's put this positive Band-Aid over it and let's smile and Barbie doll, you know, and it's going to go away. And I think one of the really great, like, examples that we're seeing right now in our culture uh, of how we're able to perceive someone's um, insincerity is this Johnny Depp, um, Amber Heard trial. Like, it's really hard to believe Amber Heard because there's something about when she speaks that's very ingenuine, right? Like, you can't pinpoint it. Don't know quite what it is. Obviously, her stories are very elaborate, but she's a very unbelievable person, the way she speaks. And it's it's been like a cultural thing where everybody is just like, and not everybody because she has her supporters, but Mm -hmm. the vast majority of the supporters believe Johnny Depp, right? And you could see that. You could see that in the trial. You could see the difference. Mind you, I didn't follow... The only reason I followed the trials because it's all over TikTok, but I didn't watch it like people were watching it on YouTube or whatever mm-hmm. uh, was going on. Um, but just from those clips, just from those simple clips, it's like, yeah, there's something not right. Like, you know, you are not being genuine. You're not being sincere about what you're saying. And we see that like when someone comes and it's like, everything happens for a reason. Oh, it's going to be okay. Um, you know, you're bad at like, you know, that extreme level of happiness that is just not that state that constant state that it's just not attainable and you know or another great example i know we were talking about it too of the um i don't know if it was miss america or miss universe i don't remember her name i know she was yeah, like was a, miss america was it miss america mm-hmm. um she was a spokesperson for like et i don't know for some news outlet if you saw her beautiful woman, um, you would never think that she is incredibly depressed, so depressed that she took her life away. But, you know, like, because she wasn't able to express the spectrum of her humanness, right? And so being in the industry, I'm sure, has a lot to do with it, where she had to play a role, a role that just wasn't sincere and sadly you know she couldn't take it anymore um so yeah i think it happens to a lot of people because 
the notion that we have all grown up with is positive or toxic positivity um, because we have all unless you were if, unless you grew up in a really emotionally developed household which <laughs> um do we really know anybody who's been that? Like, uh, not I. <laughs> <laughs> if you have grown up in an emotionally developed household, you probably had this sort of empathetic process of people mm-hmm. understanding the emotions that you were expressing. But for most of us, we did not grow up in that sort of environment. We grew up in the household or the environment that told us to get over it quickly move past it fastly something better is coming don't worry about this something is better is coming or you know this sort of again i say spiritual bypassing because that is probably the best way that i understand Mm. it the most um because i feel like in in the christian community they're always gonna be like we're gonna let god handle this and it's like well okay But in the meantime, what do I do about my emotional state while God is handling this? Because God could handle this for 15 to 25 years, if not for the rest of my fucking life, because he's got what? Eternity, wherever the fuck he's at. Right. Right. You want me to let somebody else come in and that the weight has just been lifted. Right. so uh, to me, it, it was always sort of this sort of bypass. Like, I'm, I, I recognize that you have been sexually assaulted or beaten up or blah, 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 blah. But we're going to mm-hmm. put this in God's hands. And God's going to take care of everything. And God's going to no, you know who's going to take care of everything? Me, because I need to go to therapy and I need to process my mental state. Because yeah. m- you're giving me suppress all of that emotion. Mm-hmm. And wherever that emotion erupts, it erupts. Yeah, because it has to come out. Yeah, I think about, so one of the things that I was really, um, I was talking about the subject of toxic positivity with someone, and I brought up this idea or this, this situation with my mother. Um, my mother, when her, mom, when her mother died, Mm-hmm. Um, they, and, and I don't know how it is in, um, Latin culture, but in black culture, we always say so-and-so is the strong one. Oh, put so yeah. much emphasis on the strong one taking care of everything when mm-hmm. all of this shit falls apart. Yeah. Again, it's sort of the same notion as toxic positivity because the, mm-hmm. the strong one remains positive and equal and level through all of the the emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. So her mother died and she was the one who got the funeral together. She got, you know, she made everything happen. And my mom says, um, now I'm gonna let me fully tell this story. So Okay. <laughs> so my, my my grandmother dies, my mom's mother. Um, she is again, like I said, the strong one. Um 20 something years passes. Mm-hmm. in this where the point at which my grandmother died to the point where my mom actually processes the emotions wow. mm-hmm. um so i remember i was 18 um i was my senior year of high school and my dad was off 
you know, providing. Mm-hmm. Um, and by that, I mean, like, he wasn't in the same town as us. It was just me and her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my mom, and, you know, she's also, like, she had her ovaries r- removed, so she she sort of kicked her way into uh, pre-menopause earlier. Um, but my mom started crying the month before Mother's Day. Um, mm. So what is that, like, April? She started crying in April. Mm-hmm. Um my mom cried almost every single day and I could not mm. figure it out. She could not figure it out. Um, then Mother's Day happens and it just seems like it just went even deeper. Mm. <laughs> so she goes and talks, you know, she works for the military. She goes and talks to um, a therapist mm-hmm. and the therapist asked about her situation with her mother because, you know, my mom's mother died at a very young age, she was probably 40 something years, 50 something years old. Mm -hmm. Um, She wasn't, you know, super old. Um, And the therapist asked my mom, well, how did you handle that? And my mom goes into the same story. Like I just said, she was the strong one, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's how they, that's how they still reference my mom, Mm -hmm. even though it's like, that is so problematic. Um, but they still reference her as she's the strong one. She tells the same story. I'm the strong one. So I got the funeral together. I did all of these things and da, 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 da. And the therapist asked my mom, well, did you cry like at the funeral? Mm-hmm. And my mom said, no, like I'm, you know, I'm the rock to this rock. Everybody is clinging. Yeah. <laughs> So she never even processed it. She never got to cry at her own mother's funeral. Mm-hmm. So 20 years later, she cried mm-hmm. for a month. She grieved. She finally let go of everything that mm-hmm. she held on to because everybody told her, you're the strong one. You're the positive one. You're going to make everybody happy. You're going to hold all this space for all of us. And you're going to be the one not considering that this woman also lost her mother too. Right. So when I think about the idea of toxic positivity, it goes in so many different formats because there's that, there's that sort of format mm-hmm. at which like, you're the strong one, you're, you're going to be the one that gets us through this and, and you're going to be positive and you're going to be happy. And then there's this mm-hmm. other notion that we're going to create an environment at which only things that are positive is okay to be in and anything that is negative we are going to cast out so anybody dealing with their actual problems and their actual emotions are wrong and need to be put out and then there's this another layer of the idea of toxic positivity that is in our social settings Mm -hmm. and how we're all trying to be these positive minded manifestors well i think it's not yeah, our social settings in spiritual communities, I think it's more prominent. And because it's these I think spiritual it's communities. I, well, yeah, I think because you see it now everywhere in TikTok. And well, I think about Instagram. like the friend that sees that the other friend has like a problematic behavior. And mm-hmm. when you try to bring it up, they just sort of be like, oh, well, that's just how they are. Like, and we have to just be grateful for them being like blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that in within the social setting is problematic because now you have two people perpetuating very toxic behavior. It's like, if we go to lunch 
and I bring a friend or I bring our third friend, Dimitri. Right. We'll say Dimitri. Dimitri cusses out the waitress because she forgot to put, he said no ice and she put ice in the drink. Do both of us sit there and say, um, that's, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Or do, and if one of us says, because this is not our social setting, right? One of us says, well, he's going through a lot. So we have to be, you know, we have to be supportive of him going through a lot. So now you're telling me that we have to be supportive of him just going off on anybody. Like, see what I mean? Like, even in our social settings, it allows us to be taken advantage of and making our actual feelings invalid dimitri made Mm -hmm. us both feel uncomfortable but if you then tried to make me feel like my uncomfortableness was invalid by saying well this is just Mm -hmm. what's happening and blah 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 blah. like let's just be positive let's have a good time let's not worry about Mm -hmm. it like you just you one you just spiritually bypass me and then again you use toxic positivity to correct something that needed to actually be addressed addressed yeah so now we're oppressing Mm -hmm. in our social setting so there's suppressing repressing and oppressing right yeah so now we're oppressing in this situation because now we have have this friend that we're like oh we don't really like this person but we got to hang out with them because we're friends and this friend says that I'm being crazy and maybe I am maybe I'm being crazy maybe I'm not being crazy but now I'm going to believe more so that my behavior or my thought process is not valid because somebody else that is within our social setting said that it's fine and if this is a workplace I feel like in the workplace it happens all the time it is probably happening in your workplace they probably want to say you're uh, an aggressive Latina woman who blah 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 um and all of the rest of them went along with it. Yeah. So that's what I mean, like social settings. Yes, not even in the spiritual community. That is a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah. Because the spiritual community, we're, it is definitely being used and abused in a way that I think that we have to really be careful at looking at it, but more so in our social settings, because I think a lot of us get into these friendships at which we act like act like that. It's just like with you and them heifers in that apartment in oh, Flagstaff, yeah. right? Mm, yeah. The two heifers knew what homegirl did was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they socially went ahead and said, all right, no, she's fine. Like she's just, she's just speaking her mind and blah, 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 blah. They put this sort of positive spin on her erratic react, reactional behavior. Yeah. And what needed to happen was those other two people should have been like, nah, girl, you are tripping. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad because it has us out here in these situations fucking up people's actual experiences with each other. Right. Because what happened with you and them? It fucked up everything. You want to beat the hell's ass, right? Oh yeah, I was I was about to go to jail. <laughs> I was like, we we all about to go to jail. <laughs> we all, you know, that was there's no... a level of betrayal because now they're trying yeah. to make you seem like your like experience is invalid. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And they're using this spin of being like, well, Becky is going through a lot right now. So when she says she wants it to be quiet, 
and it's only on her terms, that's okay. Yeah. But Becky doesn't see that when she is being obnoxiously loud at whatever hour she wants to be at, that it's a problem. Right. Yeah, the double standard. You know? It's like, oh, okay. yeah, of course. So, but then we have these people who go along with this behavior. And I think that, that was, that is one of the things that fucked me up even more with my friendships as I've gotten older is the people that went along with the behavior because I had to realize that if you go along with that crazy behavior, you cannot possibly call yourself a friend to me. Mm. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, it's deep, girl. When I started, that's why I was like, I had to read into all of this because I was like, there's actually like four different types of toxic positivity in how they are assimilated. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. Like there's social, there's one-on-one, there's, you know, like there Mm -hmm. is levels to it that I think that we aren't actually paying attention to. So that's why I say, hopefully. Well, because it's positive, right? So we're not paying attention to it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. It's fine. It's It's positive. Positive. Well, at least they're being positive. I say that all the time when I'm like, I know that that's not right, but. At least they're being positive. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it's part of our society, anyways, to now not to deal with emotions. And so when you do have a situation like that, when someone is invalidating what it is that you're feeling with something positive, right? Like, how do you tell somebody now you're already feeling, I don't know, anger, for example, and now you just piss me off even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll let For real. yeah. <laughs> right. No, I, so no, again, don't tell me to calm down when you know that shit was fucked up what they did. Exactly. Don't tell me so, to just like, in this one, be the bigger person. Oh yeah. Stay positive. Be the bigger person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be the biggest person sitting on top of somebody else. Whoop <laughs> <laughs> there. And I'm not condoning that you go out and fight somebody, but sometimes you have to recognize the emotion that is coming up in the situation in order to understand how to proceed forward. Why am I triggered by this? Why is this emotion coming up? Why do I sometimes like I remember having this thing that happened at Phil's. Now, Phil's is my most recent job. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was what, 20, whatever the pandemic happened, I broke away from that job, 2020. Um, It's a black hole. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we're Um, lost. (laughs) But even then, there were some things that happened that I had to register the the emotion that came up. Um, There was some fucked up shit that happened at Phil's. Never worked for Phil's if you really want a diverse job. And Mm. y'all can quote me on that all you want all day every day because <laughs> um, I stand by that I stand by the people again so in this that oh let's talk about toxic positivity because okay, that was let's. my experience with that now my jobs before that I worked with some really fucked up people but they'll be fucked up to you and be like I don't give a fuck right. which I can respect that because now I know how to navigate my emotions right. around you mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> you don't give a fuck so I'm not gonna be too highly invested in my emotional body with you 
Um, But this one was different because it's like I said, when I got there, everything was so positive. Everybody like, everybody's happy and chipper. I'm like, it's 6 a.m. How the fuck are we this chipper? Like I've just smoked two bowls just to be here, to be able (laughs) to talk to y'all and be happy without cussing anybody out. Um, But there was so many moments in there that I had to um, examine my emotions. So I kept trying to get more hours and they kept bullshitting me about hours. But meanwhile, they were giving other people hours, which we're not going to talk about that because that's a whole other thing when I talk about diversity and workplaces <laughs> and all this other stuff. Um, but the way that they handled me was always like, oh, well, th- just next month, things would be like, oh, just give us some time. Like, don't worry about it. We're like, we're going to take care of you. We're going to be good for you. Like, da, 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 da. like just all of this positive talk, and positive affirmation um, with no with no action behind it. Um, so it confused the fuck out of me. So I was just like, what the fuck is actually happening? But there were some times where I, I had emotional triggers that I had to recognize was like, oh, this is some shit that stems back from like high school. Mm. Like this is some shit like, but I had to emotionally process it for what it is. And I mean, like two to three days of processing of being like, what am I actually experiencing? And then when I actually was able to sort of like, I think I had like, right before the pandemic, everything sort of erupted. And I had this moment, I had had a few days off. Mm -hmm. And again, this situation came up where um, one of my other coworkers, which would be the only other black person that was working there, they Mm -hmm. did this thing where they were like, oh, she was angry at this customer. And she had been proven to have um, an attitude and blah, 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 like all of these things, like stereotypical, she was mm-hmm. an angry black woman, but like not overtly saying that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it felt like high school. Like we were like, you know how in high school, everybody's just like doing the rumor fake. thing and fake and saying what the rumor is instead of actually mm-hmm. just being like, let me go to this bitch and see what the fuck really happened. Um, so I did that I went up to the girl Breeze Breeze if you're listening to this I I held it down for you even after (laughs) even after you left because I was like every moment that I got because that's my responsibility right or that's what I believe my responsibility is in this life is when I see injustice I'm gonna call the fuck call it the fuck out like I'm going to stand on the notion that y'all did something that was incorrect and mm-hmm. I'm going to remind you that you did something incorrect so that you don't think that anytime you make a decision after this, that is the best decision. Right. <laughs> so anyways, so they label her and I was like, what the fuck is this? And I went home and I processed it. And then it all hit me. I was like, oh, they're trying to weed us out. They're trying to get, because when they first started, they're like, this, now this is a diverse company. That's good vibes only. That's happy all the time. That's positive all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. but what they did was they hired, you know, they hired like 22 people out of the 22 people. There were a male, female, black people, male, female, Mm -hmm. Asian, male, female, Latin. Mm. Everybody else was white. Um, and what they were doing was, huh? I said they met the quota. They had met the quota 1%, right? One, one, one female, one male diversity hires done. But what Mm -hmm. they started to do was they were trying to sort of weed us out, but all the time being so fucking positive about it. 
and being like, oh no, that's not what's happening. Like, you really feel, I remember talking to this one white boy and he was like, you really feel like that? I was like, yes, you know how I know that I really feel like that? And the reason, and I was like, and y'all just keep trying to make it like everything just needs to be hunky-dory and positive all the time. It's because Mm -hmm. I heard what y'all said about Breeze, which is the black girl that I was talking about. And I was there the day the incident happened. And I was like, that is not at all what happened. Right. But y'all put this positive spin on it. Well, she, she wanted to do something else anyway. So we didn't want to hold her from doing that. Mm. No, y'all pushed her and y'all pushed her. And that's what I mean. There's that social aspect because socially, mm-hmm. then white people knew what the fuck they was doing. Yes, of course. And they knew that they were pushing her to the point at which she's either going to say, I don't want to work here or I'm going to continue to work here and put up with this, right. um, which most likely wasn't going to happen because they knew that they hired both of us. Me and Breeze were like the woke black people. Like, why would you hire us? Like, we're not going to expose this shit. Like, we're not going to be like, mm, this is backwards behavior because she did the same thing. She called them out. They got mad at that. And then once they got mad at that, then they went on this sort of passive aggressive thing of being like, the, one of the white guys was like, she talked back to me. And I was like, no, she didn't. You asked her a question and the little white girl talked back to you. She's the little white girl was like, don't, are you micromanaging us? Like, don't do that. And Breeze just stood there. Mm. But when the story came back around, somehow Breeze was the one who made the microaggressions. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this is what I mean. Y'all walk around talking about good vibes only, but y'all be over here subtly creating them negative motherfucking vibes. <laughs> yep. You know, like, and we're sitting here believing that everything is okay when it's not okay. No. Because we, we're not even, we're, we're the crazy ones. Yes. You know, so it just, it's one of these, these realities where it's like, I think we have to, and it's good, like we're having these conversations now, other people are having these conversations, but we're allowing ourselves to expand in a way that allows us to be more empathetic to each and every person that comes into our lives. Like, this is where we actually learn compassion for each other. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that we get it. I know it won't completely happen in my lifetime but I see it yeah. moving in the direction and yeah. and and that is why I can say at the same time we're all fucked but at the same time we are better than we've ever been but also at the same time nothing will change yeah and all of those can live all in the same exist. little when they talk about the multiverse this yeah. is a multiverse yeah. we're all having multiple versions of our experience (laughs) yes that's so true that's right you know so why not create the best experience why not like be transparent why not be positive on a equal level because i think that we have to check in with that is this the moment for me to be positive or is this the moment for me to say okay i hear what you're saying um how do we find a solution how do we work towards moving forward or do we say you know what everybody has high emotions right now so we're going to come back at whenever we're feeling like we're all on good vibes bitch I may never feel that way right (laughs) yeah no for real and I think on a practical level um how does that like for you how does that look like like dealing with toxic positivity I think the best thing that you can do is to see it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think we say this with everything, like we always talk about discernment of things, discernment of situations. Yes. Um, it comes down to that. When I discern that you are a person who is operating from that toxic positivity place, I don't have to um, completely void you out. Mm. I have to accept you and learn how to process my emotions towards you. Mm-hmm. On a practical level, it is teaching us to be aware of the crazy makers and to be aware mm-hmm. of the things that will throw us off in this life as the universe tests us, test yeah. us. Um, and, and, and constantly being in practice of it, right? Like constantly yeah. being like, okay, you know, like sometimes when I, you know, there is a certain spiritual um, person, leader, or whatever here in Chicago um, that I've had a weird experience with. Um, mm-hmm. And the old me would be like, let me dismiss this person. But the, the me now is like, no, sit with that. Mm-hmm. Don't make them disappear yeah. like you, you normally do. And then when you see it again, you're triggered by it because you just made it disappear. Because they're going to come up. There's people that I've just like erased off of my social media and everything. And they're still somehow coming up. There's a yoga instructor here that I was just like, oh, my God, I do not align with this dude. And it's funny because I've met him and I've talked to him. And but he's just he's a problematic white gay guy within the yoga community. And just me saying that you already should know how problematic that is. (laughs) problematic Mm -hmm. white gay guy within the yoga community there's red flags everywhere on that and not to say that that is every white person or white male within the yoga community but um there's there's something to it um but I I -hmm. tried to eliminate him from my vision and eliminate him from my feed and blah, blah 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 and he still somehow comes up and I have to tell myself don't be triggered by him coming up yeah because then he is one, even though he doesn't even know he is one. Yeah, well, it's not him. It's that. Well, that energy, I guess. The energy, yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know, I say the practicality of it is recognizing it, you know. Um, sitting with it, too. Yeah. And being You're like, right. You have to recognize it and you have to sit with it. It is uncomfortable. Emotions yeah. are uncomfortable. And let them pass through your body in the way that they do it and discern what's the right form of action to take not reaction don't react yeah and i know it's it's easy for us to say it it's easy for you to hear it and it's not easy to put it into practice i'm speaking from experience it's not easy to sit with emotions and let them manifest in the way that they manifest in my body and not react mechanically right for me to take my time and then be okay this is going to be the most effective way for me to communicate x y and z right yeah that's beautiful yeah i think that's where we're all trying to arrive at is like all right like how do i process this because we can't run from it no more those of us who are talking about healing, we can't run from it. So we're yeah. all in this process of just being like, all right, sitting with this. That's why the toxic positivity is bad because it doesn't allow you to do that. Exactly. 
Yeah. You know, it, it just allows you to be in that one gear. And if you ever heard a car that needs to change gears, it just sounds bad. It's like, <laughs> so you hear that type of positivity <laughs> and you hear how it's played out. That's what you hear. <laughs> like, it's like, please shift gears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please experience something different. Like, please do not uh, allow this to be your normality. Yeah. Allow yourself to experience everything you know and that's that we don't allow ourselves to be well we were never taught no we were never were we were never taught i I look at it all the time i see it with little babies and little kids and i'm like wow the moment at which we try to express ourselves freely as children somebody either put a pacifier in our mouth or did something to distract us from that to make us not deal with our emotions so we've been dealing with toxic positivity from day one oh yes for sure you know what happens when a baby falls everybody wants to be like just smile and laugh and act like it's like yeah and you tell them it's okay it's okay yeah and it's like no and i'm at fault my knee hurt (laughs) true so it's something that i like again like i said we have to sort of be able to step back and look at it directly Mm -hmm. at it this is when eye contact is good like i want to make eye contact with my emotions yeah that's beautiful i'm not trying to because i'm not trying to look over to the side or whatever i want to make contact Mm, i like that so anyways, I think that is yes. all we have time for this week. It seems like it went by rather quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're, we're, we're just channeling your universe and having a good old conversation yeah. about it. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> so, anywho, folks, we will talk again next week. It is, again, yes. Elonda, always a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, and- it always is. Thank you for these conversations. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you. It takes two, baby. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next week, folks. Have a good one. Yeah, goodbye, everybody.